was suffering for 12 years with these hemorrhages, where this 12-year-old girl who knows that she's about to die, and her father who's scared of his life over her because he loves his daughter. Mark's gospel typically doesn't give us a lot of details, but he mentions seven different times in this gospel something about people's hands and about touching. So just look at your hands for a moment. If you have two of them, look at both of your hands. Right. Hands are marvelous. If you had created the world, if we had created the world, would we ever have thought of making something look like this? Never. This is incredible. When Jairus comes, he wants his daughter healed, but he asks us for Jesus to lay his hands on her. We're told that this woman suffered for many years at the hands of her doctors. That she reaches out and touches Jesus. Just in the, in the three or four lines, when she reaches out to touch Jesus, and uses that word four different times, she reached out and touched him. And then Jesus is the last sign that he's healing this 12-year-old girl, he reaches out to her. He doesn't just say, get up and rise. He says, arise, and he takes her by the hand and pulls her up. Sometimes Jesus can get to be a little abstract for us. We can think that he's distant from our problems. But the Word became flesh. The second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, lived among us on this earth. He worked with his hands. 20 or 30 years, he came and healed with his hands. He suffered in his body. His hands were nailed to the cross, and he rose from the dead. You remember he says to St. Thomas, put your hands into the nail marks in my hand and into my side, and do not doubt, but believe. So Jesus is really in the flesh and in the body, and he wants to offer us healing, both in our bodies and in our souls. The temptation for us all of the time is to kind of pretend that we don't need that healing, or that we don't want that healing. But there, there are kind of two elements of these two women who are healed in the gospel today. Each of them has two things that allow the healing to happen. First, they have faith that Jesus is able to heal them. But even before that, they want healing. This woman who's been hemorrhaging for 12 years, she knows that she's sick. And Jairus knows that his daughter is sick. And is willing to go before the Lord with that and to offer to him, invite him into it. And this is what we're being asked to do. Not to ignore our problems, or our sorrow, or our suffering, and the things that frustrate us. But actually just to pick them up, St. Paul says, I will glory all the more in my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may dwell in me. What was the last time you boasted about your weaknesses? Because if we have these weaknesses, if we need help, we have a claim on God. He's not going to leave us alone. It's like a magnet for God, our suffering. And we can pick them up, and with His power, we can just start to walk 
step by step into the darkness, and this is what Satan fears the most. He is afraid of Christians who know their vulnerability and invite God's grace into it. But we know this takes work. It doesn't happen easily. Being a family, being a priest, living out your vocation is a lot of work. And it involves suffering. And Jesus knows that when we're healed, and as part of our healing, we need his strength. And we need it in our souls and in our bodies. And so, the last thing he says to this girl, after she's healed, he picks her up. He tells the crowd around him, don't tell anybody what just happened. And then, he commands that she be given something to eat. And this is why we come and we worship at Mass. This is part of how we receive God's healing, is through the gift of Eucharist. His body, actually present, just as present as it was to that woman, to Jairus' daughter, which we and receive strength from for the salvation and healing of the world.